Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's up, y'all? It's the world famous. You're listening to The Darren Green Show. Right here. What's up, what's up, what's up? I am your host, Darren Green, back with another episode. I'm joined by my co-host, Derek Dahl. Hey, what's up, y'all? Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. There's a thing on Spotify now where you got to get notified. So please, if you're listening on uh, Spotify, follow me at TDGS Media on Instagram and Twitter. And be sure to subscribe to the YouTube page. We need more subscribers on there. And today, we're joined by creative Sean Anthony Bryant. How are you? I'm doing really, really great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what you been up to? I've been working. Listen, mm. I've just been working. So, you know, I have my typical, my usual nine to five to put some money in this account. Um, and then, I, you know, I have my my creative passion. So, you know, I'm still working on uh, retweet or delete with our my queer millennial family, uh, which we have that drops every Monday. Um, and, you know, I'm also, uh, we, I wrapped season one of the little David show and season two is going to be coming out soon. So stay tuned. Um, so I've, I've been working photography, Hey baby radio. So I've been doing quite a few things, trying to stay busy and then work on my own business as well. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm out here working every day. So first of all, how was everyone's Valentine's Day? Because I know everybody here got a got a got a person or whatever, you know, except for me. So I guess I'm gonna ask y'all how y'all how y'all Valentine's Day was. Okay. Don't know Derek has a person. Me. Right. He just dropped a promo <laughs> video. I had us all thinking he was booed up. Comes <laughs> with those nineties um Sadie Hawkins dance right. he dropped. Um, I wanted to ask about that too. Yeah. <laughs> um well my Valentine's Day was um was decent. A very low key. This is the first Valentine's Day that, like, in five years, that I'm not single. Mm-hmm. And it was actually the quietest one that I've had so far. Ah. It was nice. A nice little bowl bath and yeah. music and so all that little nice lovey dovey stuff. So it was cute. And it was cold. So, like, sit your ass in the house, child. Right. right, it's cold. It's COVID, honey. We gotta, we gotta stay inside. Look, cold see. and COVID. That's a shirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What about you, Sean? I seen you had the, the your two thousands uh, photo. That was cute. I like that. Yes, yes. Shout out to Mojo Disco, who is the creative director and photo shoot of the shoot. Um, and it was amazing. Also, she's like one of the best creators I ever worked with. Um, so shout out to her. Um, but she, yeah, she asked me to do this really cool photo shoot for Valentine's Day, two um, thousands themed, very Banji New York. And I was like, I'm with it. So shout out to Queer Love. Um, that we were um, able, able to be a part of it. And the man who I was photographed with is not my man. <laughs> so oh, well, okay. I'm, I'm single. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like after a post, people were like, oh, like, who is this? And da-da-da. I'm like, no, baby. Like, this, this is the first shoot. This is a shoot. That's literally, yes, 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 though. That's literally said. Because remember when me and Derek, we did that photo shoot, and they was like, who's that? Who's Derek? I'm like, 
This is just business. Okay. It's just business. Right. It's just business only. Cut the check. <laughs> You're also a photographer. You mentioned that. Um, how long have you been doing that? Like I've seen yeah. you. It's, it's it's I love your photos, by the way. Like you, you do a really Thank good job. I might, I might hit you up because you know I need some. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, I've really been doing photography for, but I've always had an interest in it um, for for years. Um, but I really started to take it seriously this past year uh, and really just document what life was like in, during COVID times and just the things that I would see just on the street and just just take a picture of you know different landscapes of New York City of where I was in that I thought were really really beautiful so um been doing it for about a year year and some change now and and just you know just learning and growing and and doing everything myself so I love it so I'm I'm, I'm I'm glad that you you know that you 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 mess with it you know that you enjoy it as well so so Sean, how long have you been in the creative vein? For those who don't, who may not follow you from Queer Millennial, like you Oof. said earlier, um, how long have you been in the creative space? Like, is that like your background or is it? Yeah, I've been in the creative space. It's been my background ever since I was a kid. So, I mean, you know, I've been doing, so I started off in musical theater. That actually was um, my background. And then from musical theater, I realized I was like, listen, I know singers who sing, and I know dancers who can really move, okay? And me, I, uh, you know, I can carry a tune, <laughs> but I can understand that, you know, Broadway may not be my ministry. So, um, you know, I made the move to start doing more on-screen work. Um, and so it started small and and then continued to just build from there. So really I've, I've been doing being a creative all my life uh, but i want to say professionally um really since like 2012 2013 i've been really hustling and and auditioning and and doing my thing and creating for my own so since 2012. Totally, totally. so what is your ultimate goal like i know that you have your new radio network now like are you trying mm -hmm. to do like wendy williams slash what is the ultimate vision that you're that you're going for that you're working towards? Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to uh, Hey Baby Radio. Um, so on Instagram and Twitter. Um, so radio is and and music in general has been something that's always been uh, a, a huge love of mine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I grew up to listening to um, to jazz, to reggae, dancehall, hip hop, R and B, um, pop music. So. For me, uh, Hey Baby Radio is a chance to just to to, to show people the, the different music, all the different kinds of music that are out there. You know, I love mm -hmm. listening to new artists, um, you know, that people have heard of or unheard of and just just seeing what kind of music is out there. Um, but the, ultimately, the end goal, um, to be 100 percent honest with you, is just is just to be me and to and to be creative for as long as I can. Music is a part of who I am. It's an extension of who I am. But um, you know, it's it's it would only be one avenue of who I am in general, right? So having a radio show would just be one 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 small segment of uh, of Sean Anthony Bryant. But mm -hmm. um, ultimately, the goal is to have uh, my hands in the pots that I, that I that I'm passionate about, and music is one of those. And and creating, you know. Um, and, and sharing music with other people is, is one of those as well. 
it's interesting that you say that because I was going to ask, like, have you ever thought of um, taking it to Anchor FM? Because I know Anchor FM has, like, this new program where you can put Spotify music onto, like, audio pieces and in a way of, like, being a music podcast or announcing music. I mean, I definitely looked into it myself because I do love um, music uh, announcing and stuff like that. I did that in my second internship. So, you know, was that something that you were thinking of? And to be honest with you, I've never, I've never heard of, I've never heard of it mm-hmm. until, until just now. So I'm my, my, um, you know, the, the wheels are spinning right now for me mm-hmm. to kind of, to get started. That. So I'm gonna look into it. Check I think it's definitely one link. thing that I would love to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm with it. Yes. And I, and I also know that you mentioned that you were uh, featured in the Little David series. Could you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the Little David show is um, season one just wraps. Uh, essentially, Little David um, is about our main character, David Williams. So shout out to David, who is the director and creator of the show and also stars in the show. It follows him around uh, pretty much his life in Harlem. Uh, during quarantine, uh, living with his two roommates, uh, uh, myself, Fleek, um, and Eddie, who's another character. And it, it takes him to his mishaps with dating, dealing with us and our shenanigans, uh, you know, just dealing with work stuff and his friends. So it's it's a really, really cool concept. It's funny. Um, <laughs> and it's it's dope. I, it's right now streaming on Urban Flicks TV. Um, and you can kind of catch our updates on Instagram as well at the little David show. So, uh, season two is going to be coming, um, soon It's being written right now. And I'm, I'm excited. It was, you know, I'm excited for the next steps. Okay. Good to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to switch gears a little bit and get your political view on, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. How you feel? <laughs> I will well, ask you Derek too, also, cause I know you were very passionate about it on Twitter. Um, how did you guys feel about Trump getting acquitted? Like, who child? Mm. <laughs> um, you asking Sean? Asking me? <laughs> okay. I mean, because... look, y'all could, either or, either or, this is this is a universal You're question, this, man. I think <laughs> that um, it was something that was going. It was always to be expected. You know, the Republicans at this point don't really have a backbone. They only. Um, they only use their moral authority to push forward the things that they want and don't really think about um, the consequences until later or how they can apply them to the opposing side. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's the American way. I can't say that I was surprised. I was disappointed, mm. disappointed, but I wasn't shocked by any means. Like we've said for the past four years, Donald Trump is the walking, living, breathing representation uh, white wealth male privilege in this country. It is something that our country was founded on. It's principles in that space. And so uh, him being acquitted doesn't surprise me because their the goal is always to ultimately protect uh, that foundation of America, whether it's spoken or unspoken. We know what it is. We see it for what it is. And, um, you know, all we can do now is just pray for better and, and mm-hmm. all to, to do better and hold hold these same people um, that gave that pass accountable. Okay. There mm-hmm. What about you, Sean? I mean, I feel the same way, honestly. Like, I was not surprised that he was acquitted. It was not a shock to me. I would have been surprised if the two-thirds majority voted 
not to not to acquit him. You know what I'm saying? Like that would have been a surprise to me. But like 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 what Derek said, a lot of this country, a lot of who they choose to save or mm-hmm. protect are 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 white men. You know, and so that for me it was that was not a shock. Disappointing, very disappointing, yeah. to have to be living in a country where the former president was impeached twice. And then, you know, so it's, it's like, mm. it's just, it, it, it surprised me because it was like, well, it, it surprised me to a certain extent. Like I knew that something, it wasn't, it wasn't going to, he wasn't, but my whole thing is there's people that said that there's the Republicans rather that said that he definitely was, he put a hand, he had a hand in starting this, you know, this insurrection. But so for them to like completely, Backpedal. I, I I don't know. It's it it just seems like it's what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's what they've it's it's on brand. Peak, it's on brand. It's peak GOP to right. say yeah I don't agree, but then also literally vote to keep the same bullshit going. Or you know what I'm saying. So it's like mm-hmm. it's. Had it been Obama, we know it'd been a totally different situation. Child, they would have th- totally probably different. they probably would have put him in jail. I'm like, damn, he would have been under somebody's prison. Okay, well, we can't. It's, it, it is what it is. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he can he can run again if he wants to. Yeah, but I mean, who? If you look at the numbers from the elections from the last the last two elections, in order for him to win again, I think that means that he'd probably have to get like ninety million. <laughs> to beat out whoever else runs it, to to beat out Joe Biden mm-hmm. uh, as an incumbent, and that would be extremely scary if there are almost a hundred million people who agree with this man. That would probably freak me out. This little seventy-five million compared to three hundred million people we have in the country, that's not bad. But if it looks like it's yeah. about a, the country is now living in this delusion, we have a serious problem. Because that's the real reason why they wanted to to impeach him was because they didn't want him to try to run again because he already said that he would try to exactly. do that. Which, well, yeah, I mean, his, his um, the speeches he was making was insinuating that this is the beginning of something. No, sir, this has to be the end. You can't take no. How how far in the hole do you want America to go? We're already unemployed. Mm. We are diseased. We got uh, two hundred, four hundred thousand of us are dead due to your incompetence. You know, um, our foreign policy and uh, diplomacy was crumbling. Our alliances. We're nervous and don't trust us anymore. Our enemies were rejoicing at how isolationist we became. Like, if the goal was to destroy America, then he was doing a great job. And it, it's it's so weird that most people who are on the conservative end of the spectrum politically have this fear that, you know, anti-fascist people or that socialist policies or radical communist policies that actually uh, could benefit the people Mm-hmm. Uh, a majority of the people in this country have this idea that that would be what destroys the country as opposed to the radical right um, who basically refuses to move into the future, wants to hold on to this, this idea or ideology that is almost now three, four centuries old um, that will not last. Uh, and it's just it's weird to me. It's like you're literally cutting off your hands, legs and feet. You know, just to save what it just it just it doesn't make sense. It's just it's like lunacy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Breach. So unfortunate. 
Well, we're gonna see how we're gonna see how things play out play out um, in the course of this yeah. term. Um, well, I block my passport, so. Thing, speaking of Biden, okay. you know how things go. You know, good luck, everybody. Good luck. <laughs> speaking of Biden, though, speaking of Biden, um, there was some kind of town hall recently, and they he was they were talking about a, a variety of different things that they were trying to pass. One thing that struck oh me was the was the loan forgiveness thing. Like, I guess originally he did say it was supposed to be, you know, he wants to take ten thousand off of student loans, um, and then uh, Democrats try to. At, you know, tack on 50,000, which I mean, that's cool. I mean, that's real generous because, <laughs> honey, I owe. But, you know, in that town hall, he was like, oh, no, we're not doing that. I didn't say that. I was like, oh, okay. Well, and then my whole issue is I don't care about the amount. I don't care if it's 10,000 or 50,000. My whole thing is it seemed like it had strings attached because he was like, oh, yeah, well, this will determine whether you're in private or public. I'm like, what? That wasn't, yeah. who, who said that? I thought people. I thought with people that had loans, period. Not if you go to a private or public, a public or private. I mean, it's. I don't know. What, what were mm. your thoughts? So I think what people are misunderstanding about this debate about student loan forgiveness is that it's not just absolute student loan forgiveness. Um, the federal government is allowed to um, to you know, reconcile or cancel or notify any um, student loan debt that is given through a federal loan, mm -hmm. as in like Sally Mae Navient, those um, financial uh, bodies that provide government funding for people to go to college. Uh, and the Secretary of Education um, can do that with the stroke of a pen. Uh, first day in office can say, we're going to eliminate 75% of um, student debt and then there's a process in determining what the criteria is for that student debt um, cancellation. And I think what Biden was trying to say or convey is, listen, we don't, at this point, we're battling, first of all, our country's been in debt for years. Like, you know, we always talk about the deficit. Every Democratic president wants to balance the budget. That's like, a that's a goal is to get us a balanced budget, mm -hmm. get America in a place where we can experience a surplus, kind of like we did under uh, Bill Clinton. But... Um, it would require uh, them to say, okay, if we if we nullify this debt, which means that we're not we're not able to regain what we've given out, mm -hmm. um, that means that we have to now supplement this form of revenue in a different way. Um, and sometimes what that looks like is the cutting of funding from different programs, the the pulling back, because it's mm -hmm. all about balancing the budget. The money ain't gonna change unless. America takes, you know, and they try not to do it as much, but we print our own money. We're not backed by the gold standard anymore. We're a credit, uh, we're a credit floated country. So, you know, it's easy to say, hey, we're just going to cancel all student debt and try to make it up, you know, in commodities or other resources. We have to start, um, you know, pumping more money into the pockets of those persons. Now that people don't have debt, it allows them the opportunity to, you know, be first time homeowners, which okay. can also put you in a new cycle of debt. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, there's a lot to be unpacked. And I think that throughout over the next uh, four or five months, as it's discussed, I think, you know, now that people are more engaged politically and are trying to really understand how our nation works, how, um, you know, how our taxes uh, affect the foundation of our, of our market. Um, I think we'll be more understanding that, okay, well, it, it's unreasonable for them to just say, Okay, all student debt is gone. Right, right, right. 
because that's, that's just not how our that's not how our, that's not how we're structured financially. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing is being a liberal person. It's like we want everything right now. Like we want everything. We want we want uh, the federal um, minimum wage to increase to fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. We want student loan debt gone. We want universal health care um, signed into law. Uh, all these these big ticket things, we want them right now. And something that I love about AOC is that she calls it to the floor, but she also says, like, you know, when it's time to put money in education, put money in healthcare, put money um, into into the working class people's pockets, we never have enough money. But when it's time to go to somebody else's country and take their shit, there's always money. Kill their families and children. <laughs> it just appears. We, we magically get, um, you know, money from from nowhere. And I mm-hmm. think that. If we had more progressive leaders in office, if we had if we built a, a base where we have progressive um, state legislators and um, more progressive um, federal senator, like senators, U.S. senators, um, you know, we'd be able to get some of these far right things passed. Um, but the reality is that majority of Americans are moderate, whether they're moderately um, conservative or moderately liberal. Um, majority of our country does not agree with either side of the fringe. We're a moderate country. We want balance. We want to be able to make money and keep it. We want to be able to um, live our life with social liberties. We want to also be able to have social programs that uh, provide aid if and when we do need them. Um, and we also like we like to be a part of the capital system. We like the idea of being able to get up and make as much money as we possibly can. Yeah whatever resources and tools that we have at our disposal. Uh, he, he'll, he'll come back sometimes. He's got to... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> give it a second. Yeah, give it a second, but when he'll come back. But he, what he said was very true. I feel like we have to be realistic. I think that's what the thing is. Like, 50K was mm-hmm. a lot. I definitely believe that. What I'm concerned about is this whole criteria thing. That whole thing about the whole private public. I'm like, what is that supposed to mean? Because... Yeah, I was under the impression that, that everybody that had student loans was getting it, was getting whatever they was gonna, you know. And I think that's and that's the and 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 that's the thing that actually doesn't make sense to me is why why the why the difference between the two, right? Um, and then even more so than that too, when you're when you're Joe Biden, you're also campaigning, and your team fifty thousand is not the goal, but there are a lot of a lot, a lot of, you know, of especially black and brown people with student loan debt that total over $40,000. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's, it's a lot because there's always that messaging of if you go to school, you know, you're going to come out and make buku money and right. you're going to go to, and not just only is it just like, you're supposed to just go to undergrad now. Now that's not even enough right for mm-hmm. or we're being told that that's not enough and now people got to go to grad school and so that's yeah, additional like money that. mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like that's a there's a large and you're not even guaranteed a job you're damn sure not guaranteed a job with this pandemic okay and like it's See, just it, is in it's, the comments. it's crippling because that debt adds up he in the comments he said people should do like i did and request a what indefinite Oh, different. You want to say what is this? What did you? <laughs> I'm just so like because he's he, he got out the chat room. I'm like, oh my god. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. What happened? I need to figure out what's going on. Um, I hope he comes back because look, we got to we we got to keep this thing moving. Um, <laughs> there we go. Thank God. It's God, where was you at? at? Um, <laughs> what happened? Child, they they cut me. Honey, the laptop. He was, he was speaking the truth. Right. Was like uh-uh, we um, can't. We, mm. Okay. Like, I will pay y'all when I'm able to pay. Stop asking for it. And, you know, you call me every month. It's not going to change the fact that I ain't got the money to pay. Do I want to set up a plan? No. Mm. Remember that uh, that thing that Nene said? Like, I've been telling these people this for a very long time. <laughs> okay. It's not going to work for me. You know, so. Um, but like Sean said, I was still listening. I had I was, I was still watching on my phone. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Democrats have had this. Um, it's one of the the planks in the platform, and I think that Bernie Sanders being a part of the Democratic Caucus is what brought light to to these types of, um, I'm gonna say financial giveaways. Mm. Um, but it is it is considered a socialist a socialist um, socialist ideal that you know people can't move into the middle class if they're bogged down with unnecessary debt. And we brag about being the greatest country in the world and um, greatest nation and all this stuff, but you can't afford to educate your people for free. Right. You want us to compete internationally, but you, um, but you also want to keep us from being able to own our own homes and build equity for ourselves and our families um, without that that burden. So, I think there's, there's there's a shift that has to happen within the Democratic Party towards more progressive policies, uh, especially if they want to continue to have um, the type of turnout they've been seeing uh, with millennials and I think with Generation Z coming coming up next, um, because that's what we want. We don't want to be like our parents, like Generation X before us, like yeah. our parents are still paying off student loan debt, still working in entry to middle, entry level to middle management positions and renting and um, because of low wages, like, that's not the future that we see for ourselves. And I think that, um, you know, we're, we're a, a lot more vocal than yeah. people give us credit for. You know, they say that we want everything handed to us. Like, no, we want, um, I want what my grandmother fought for. That's what I want. I don't mm-hmm. want anything given to me that, you know, yeah. hasn't been worked and fought for mm-hmm. and bled for. Because your children get to have it. You get to die. You die and leave your family a fortune. And they get to eat off that for generations. That's not the story for most of for most of Americans, especially for immigrant families who move here. And um, 
and work probably just as hard to, to build and establish. Sending your kid to college shouldn't be something that people are afraid of or, or feel like it's gonna tank them. It should be something that we're excited about um, because we know that once we do get these degrees, these master's degrees now that's now a bare minimum, um, that we'll be able to have a economy that gives a job, gives us a job, that gives us a livable wage so that we can pay it back if we are going to take on student loan debt. If not, clear it. Not clear it. <laughs> it's not just clear it. Move, girl. I'd like to encourage Actually. the listeners to be legal. Let me start. Right. <laughs> also, college isn't for everybody. And I think that another thing is, too, like that there are so thing. many people that go to college and accrue like $75,000 worth of debt and then end up working outside of the field they went to go get educated in. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't what the, it wasn't anything they were passionate about. It was, it was, we came from the era of if you go to college, you'll get a good job. And a good job means what? Good money. Good money. Good money means comfortable. And we've we've learned that that is a lie. You have to That's want. You have to want there to go there. No degrees with high school diplomas, eighth grade educations that have made millions of dollars doing exactly what they love doing, what they're gifted mm-hmm. at. And so, I was talking exactly. to my best friend about it the other day. I was like, "You can go to college on YouTube, child." I mean, it, nowadays everything is on the internet, online and stuff. I'm not saying people. If you are passionate about going to college, go to college. I was. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think I'll be doing half the stuff that I'm doing now. If I wasn't in college, I don't even know if this would be a show <laughs> if I wasn't in college because it gave me that it gave me that drive. And I, I took a lot of classes mm-hmm. that I learned how to, you know, learn about this stuff. Um, but I ultimately believe, yes, college is not for everybody. It's not. There's people that's really successful and they did not go. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's your and it's your business whether or not you, yeah. you whether or not you want to go. Right. And then. Right. On top of that, too, people also feel that college colleges are a business. Mm-hmm. Like college, colleges themselves are businesses, and they are run like businesses. Okay. And so it's 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 not by accident <laughs> that all these people who are graduating from college are in in debt, right? Like this is this is, these are not by accident, right? Yeah. With colleges with billion dollar endowments, you know, like it's one thing to be in debt, but like in debt, but not having the opportunity of getting a job, like that is so scary to me. Because I'm I'm graduating next semester after next semester, like so this is real. You get what I'm saying? Like and and if you know, I pray that you know this pandemic lifts up so it can open up some jobs. But like, you know, I didn't I did this for like four years, four or five plus years, and I and I'm and I'm ready to work. You know, I put in the work and I feel like I need. You know, I don't. Well, I did the work, so I I feel like I need the job. You get what I'm saying? Like, Period. this is this is scary, but. Mm. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You know, I'm all, I'm going to make it. Hey, America's competitive. So it's it all is. about for the competition. And also, like, I, I was going to talk to um, one of my friends about, because you said everything is on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we were having a conversation last week about how, you know, we were in school, like, most of the stuff we learned, we had to, like, learn it in our dorm rooms. Like, you go to class, but then you really learn the work on your own. Right. Like you get your textbook, you get your lectures, you get your homework. Um, but like like Darren said, everything is on YouTube. Like there are people making hundreds of thousands of dollars um, creating, I'm say universities, but creating cyber universities where they're teaching master classes master on the things yeah. that they've learned. And they're able to make their money back um, while teaching other people trades. And so, yeah, you may not get accepted to the college you want to. You may you know, decide to go do a trade or you may decide to go work at a factory or start your lawn care or um, those who do have degrees 
who are struggling to find their their space in the market, like teach what you've learned. And um, and that's also a way for you to, if you want to pay back your student loan, for those who want to. Um, <laughs> you could probably be able to do it that way too. So yeah. it's America. There's a million ways to you gotta make have, You got to have a multiple streams of income nowadays. Yes. You can't just have one job. Absolutely. Especially in the, in the U.S. Yeah. yeah. I've come to accept that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. I wanted to talk about Texas because that, ooh, they had a bad week. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord Jesus. So what is it's going on? It's heartbreaking, really. <laughs> Julian well, everything's child. bigger in Texas, and apparently they had a major snowstorm last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a tweet that, you know, it, the way that the cover going and the way that the damage um, is being portrayed and I have family in Texas. So uh, I know it's very real. I'm like, it looks like the houses were made out of cotton and straw because everything, two inches of snow fell and stuff started crumbling, Mm -hmm. Um, which speaks to the infrastructure of the state. Um, And Mm. it's like, okay, well, this is the same state that is hesitant to move towards green energy, being energy independent. Talk about it. You have um, businesses or, or co- energy companies like ERCOT, whose um, wind, windmills literally like froze, fell over. You know, I'm thinking like their, their roads uh, aren't prepared to handle, um, you know, this type of climate, this type of weather. And I'm thinking to myself like, but, as long as I've been alive, scientists have said that this was coming, like that climate change was real, that we will be ex- that areas that may not experience um, tropical weather will experience it. That means like places like New York, northern states uh, that don't get you know the warmest of warm may be be experiencing that in the future. States that are southern that. You know, used to having that 70 degree weather for 80% of the year, like, bitch, when it's winter, it's going to get cold. Like, <laughs> okay. you gonna need, you're going to need a winter coat. You need to have winter <laughs> like, tires. I don't even know what that you is. Have, you know what I mean? Like, mm. these, like uh-huh. people for, for the past two decades have been saying this is coming. And the, the people that are being elected to represent and work for Texas um, have pushed back on these policies so hard. Yeah. Oh. Calling it a hoax. And Absolutely. It was, it's like, this is like a continuation of Trumpism where it's like yeah. deny, deny, deny reality. And then when it hits, everybody panics. There was a tweet and, that Ted Cruz made. He said, uh, I believe climate change when, when Texas, when freezes, Texas over. freezes over. I think that was what, what 2016? Mm-hmm. Or in 2021? Something like that. And now look at Texas. Exactly. Okay. Nowhere to be found. And then something, something else somebody also talked about, speaking of Ted Cruz, Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody also mentioned the fact that he also because it, it's important that people also recognize who they're also voting in office again mm-hmm. right and the things that they are voting for or against like mm-hmm. Ted Cruz also I read somewhere that he voted against even like Hurricane Sandy relief in Jersey and New York like you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so like this is this is this is the man responsible for not having any planet for emergency relief mm-hmm. right. for 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 Texans at all, and right. it's 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 disgusting that yeah. I that he has to even is even in that position or was in that position to, to begin with, you know. 
And well, I mean, for the remember, Republicans are about state rights, uh-huh. right? Republicans believe that states should be able to govern. Um, they should be able to balance their own budgets. And so him voting against Hurricane Sandy relief is because of the type of package in the amount that would ha- would, that it would take a federal dollars mm-hmm. um, and where they were moving it from. Because remember, Congress, their, job, their only job is to, to debate um, law, but they're called bills for a reason because mm-hmm. everything is going to cost something. And so he, him as a U.S. senator voting against uh, the package um, for New Jersey and New York is, like you said, it's very ironic because his own people. Listen, there's a reason the ultra wealthy have been investing in fine wine for centuries. Historically stable returns and a lack of volatility make it stand out compared to traditional assets, especially during a downturn. But now you can invest alongside with them with Vent. Vent is an SEC qualified investment platform that offers shares of the most sought after wines in the world. So join the thousands of investors diversifying with fine wine and spirits. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit vint.co. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at vint.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit vint.co. Well, now are going to be looking at him when it's time to debate and, and, and to create a bill or, or uh, to, to uh, put a relief package together for the state of Texas and their people. And it's going to be interesting to see how he votes and how he tries to bargain his way into more money. Mm-hmm. She was on the other foot. And it just goes to political hypocrisy. Like people want what they want for themselves, but don't care about anybody else. And that, that is what, what we need to watch when it comes to Ted Cruz. Mm. And you know it's it's crazy too because I, I'm sure y'all follow, but I like um, AOC helped raise also like a million dollars in less than 24 hours for relief, and it's like it's it's it's, it's also another incident of like look how y'all paint this woman as well as mm-hmm. being this mm. vile <laughs> like this vile person who wants the worst for the country, and here she is raising money for relief for a state that she has no, she doesn't even have to do this. Like she, you know what I'm saying? But it's just another like point of hypocrisy from the GOP and, and, and how they even talk about AOC particularly, but you know how they just are hypocrites in general. Yeah. Mm, Signs of times. Mm. has been ripped, And I think real recognizes real. And for those persons who are, are paying attention, I feel like, the younger people are paying attention to these things. Um, most older people don't really like change and they feel like when you look at the left type of policies that they present, it, it pushes too far. Like for them, it was like, oh, that's just, that's just going a step too far. And I'm like, this coming from the same party that supported the man who created uh, mm-hmm. Space Patrol or whatever it was to investigate Mars, but Getting a putting policies in place that protect transgender people in the military mm-hmm. is too far. Ooh, Lord, it makes no sense. Talk to him. So we'll see what happens. I hope they. I hope it gets better over there because this. I, I've seen so many pictures and videos of, of destroyed houses and yeah. And I and I asked this question earlier, but like 
are they still paying for their like? Because I heard people saying they still are made to pay for their like um, mm-hmm. mortgage and light bills. And I'm like, not when, the, not yeah. when, honey. What you gonna kick me out? Good luck. Good luck even getting here. <laughs> Listen, people need to shut off that auto pay in Texas. Okay. Like, legitimately shut it off because there's there's no no heat, no electricity, no no water. Mm-hmm. Like, people are cold, freezing temperatures. It's going to cost nearly a billion dollars for them to to um, to take care of the infrastructure due to that damage. Like their water pipes froze and burst. And bursted. Like which means that they're not going to have water possibly for months. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like a oh it, once once this goes away things will melt and go back to no, like no like. Throughout the state of Texas, they're gonna have to like dig up earth and like put down new pipes and um, and all those all those things, rewiring houses, mm-hmm. you know. So now I think now people who are actually homeowners in Texas are really keeping their eye on the insurance companies because just like they did when Hurricane Katrina came, and their mm-hmm. insurance was like, well, yeah, well, we covered um, we covered water damage, but a hurricane is caused by wind, and you don't have wind damage. So that's not covered under your insurance. And, you know, so this is going to be interesting to see. All these strings mm-hmm. attached. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how, how many strings are going to be attached to the relief uh, for the people in Texas. And if they're going to pressure their leaders to lead and to get mm-hmm. them to lead in a way um, that, you know, that I would say like people or our elected officials in Jersey would. Mm-hmm. We hope they have that fight in them. Prayers to Texas. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Uh, prayers to everybody down there right now. Mm-hmm. I knew some people. I knew people down. There. I don't have family down there, but I definitely know people that moved down to Texas. And I know some of my followers on Instagram. Like they going through it. All right. It seems like I've been. We just been in the negatives and. Not the negatives. And we got to get more negative child but we at darren green show would like to keep uh rapper Nicki minaj and her family in our prayers and for those who don't know her father robert mirage was struck and killed in a hit and run accident last friday it was i know you 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 all heard about this it was a i was like damn the barbs are in mourning he said the barbs are in mourning well now it's been reported that uh the man who allegedly hit him Turned himself in. I was like, well, all right. That's good because, you know, we're an investigation uh, agency. We would have found him anyway. <laughs> okay. Because if, if anybody can find anybody, it's the barbs. The barbs will find The you. barbs will find We'll use your name, address, phone number, social security, all the things. Mm-hmm. Same day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so we're a little more efficient than the Beehive. And I, and I love to see it. Oh, we definitely more. Uh, beehive, they just whine. Anyway, let me start oh, for the show oh. get canceled. <laughs> Oh, oh. Not oh, you. Are you a beehive? Are you a beehive? Wait, well, oh, oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes, hundred percent. I mean, I like I'm Beyonce, but you know, okay. See, he that's okay. Ooh. we you good, know, and we love that you love her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's talk about something real quick. I gotta slap this in. Okay. Talk to I don't know if y'all saw it last night. If y'all follow on Twitter. You know, Sean, you know where I'm going with this. I don't. You don't. Okay. So last night, mm. 
Um, there's this like YouTuber. I keep forgetting his name. Oh, he's like the gesture of illiteracy or something like that. <gasps> but he made a post about where, you know, like where is Beyonce? Where is y'all? I know exactly who you're talking about. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Where y'all's two favorite celebrities? What are they doing for Texas? And um, he had made a comment talking about too busy promoting Icy Park or something like that. And he got dragged. Mind you, it had just came out that same day, like maybe like two hours later, mm -hmm. that he yeah. um, had partnered with Bread of Life, uh, her Be Good Foundation, to raise money. She has like a whole foundation set up for winter storm relief right. for the people in the state of Texas and in other states who may be affected. So, you know, they swarmed him, drug him by his Kool-Aid stained dreads, and we were living. People gotta watch the amount. Like, that's the thing. It's crazy that people that don't like Beyonce. It's mm -hmm. like when things happen, that's the first person they're looking for. I'm like, are always. Sure? Are you sure Beyonce is not your God? Because elections happen, you're looking mm -hmm. like, where's Beyonce? Corona happened, well, where's Beyonce? What is she doing? Um, hurricanes happen, where well, had anybody heard from Beyonce? People mm -hmm. get shot and, and killed by the police. Well, what's Beyonce? I'm like, did we elect Beyonce? What happened? Right. Did I miss yep. something? Hello. And my, and my thing is, my thing is, it's like all her money is our money. Yeah, yeah that's what we decided collectively. She's the new U.S. State Treasury. It's not the U.S. State Treasury. <laughs> she you know is. What I'm saying? She is Mitch McConnell. Who is this? First of all, yeah. who is this person? Who is this person? Not really in person, I wouldn't say. Oh, no. um, We're not going to promote them. Yeah, I'm not going to promote them. But I'll send you the two. Oh, okay. Those of you who know. If you know, you know. Yeah. Because it's just like, also like, mm -hmm. Beyonce does not here to save everybody all the time whenever something happens. Like, Beyonce is Beyonce, and Beyonce's going to give it, that she does. And it's crazy because she does it time and time again. And she does like yeah. raise money for foundations, give money away. Like, she does this literally all the time. And she doesn't do it Every for publicity. Time. She does it in private most of the time. So, my thing is, y'all saying all that, you don't know what she's doing, honey. And also, in the words of Beast Mode, what are you doing? Oh, right. <laughs> you know, are you, are you, like, and that's the thing. that YouTube money you, you giving to Texas. Okay. And my thing is, it's like a, a person that's well endowed, you know, they get, I get, they're just doing, they, they get attacked just by doing what they do. I get mm -hmm. it. They got a lot of money and, and, and they could, it would be nice for them to donate. But they are not like, at the end of the day, they, they work, they have stuff that they got in their lives as well. Like, you don't know what people are, going through because mm -hmm. people, mm -hmm. people was looking at tammy rivera because she was crying because her, her texas house got i mean it, i mean it, her shit was messed up he's like oh well she's rich like I mean, what do you mean she's rich it's still a house i mean she still worked to get that that uh that place that she, you know it's, it's, it's a lot i don't know people just people it like is. to complain people like to complain honey they too they on do. the couch not on the couch <laughs> from complaining from the couch okay but it's entertainment, so we love to see it. We love to see it. Speaking <laughs> of entertainment, so um, B. Simone. Yes. Y'all follow her? No. So got no, I don't follow her, but you know. You don't follow her, but you know who she is. I'm seeing her, yes. her room. Her yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> somewhat like Beyonce, she's been uh, followed and plagued by the demon of plagiarism um, and or passing things off. You know her. what? Oh. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? Hey, hold on. 
You don't if you're gonna talk about talk about the whole thing, okay? Right, wrong, and different. Okay, All the well. things. Um, but Darren, I think you have the clip from uh the video that she posted about yes, the list. I do. Mm-hmm. But here's a little challenge. We got all these things we want in a man. A list of things. He got to be tall. He got to be dark. He got to be handsome. He got to have pretty teeth. He got to be a family man. He got to be financially stable. He got to be rich. He got to be successful. He got to be all these things. And we ain't even have the things on that list. He got to be a family man. You talk to your mama in six months, but you want him to be a family man. He got to be financially stable. Your account is in the negative, ma'am. Overdraft fee. He got to have a job. You need to go fill out some applications because you're still unemployed. He got to have pretty teeth. You ain't seen a dentist in six years. He got to have a six pack and be in shape. You can't even walk up a flight of stairs without huffing and puffing. Get your life together. Okay. Well. That part. <laughs> I couldn't wait to talk about this. Because actually, I talked about this earlier on uh, episode 110. But I didn't give my full opinion on it. Like, I kind of gave the story. At first, I was like, because I don't, because we really don't care about B Simone right now. Like we, like she was, she, she, she wasn't so. We we didn't like her that much right there. So it, it's for her saying that, like it was like it was a good message, but I think it was a bad messenger. And I and that's why at first I was like, girl, what the fuck are you talking about? But I do think the message is true, though. I do think like hey. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen, there's a reason the ultra-wealthy have been investing in fine wine for centuries. Historically stable returns and a lack of volatility make it stand out compared to traditional assets, especially during a downturn. But now you can invest alongside with them with Vint. Vint is an SEC-qualified investment platform that offers shares of the most sought-after wines in the world. So join the thousands of investors diversifying with fine wine and spirits. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. Hey, if you're if you're trying to attract all of these things, like you got this long list, this big um, grocery list of 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 um, things that you want in a man, you got to reciprocate that. That is true, and I also feel that it's the way you say it too. Because there's a lot of people that sweeten and saying what she said was right, but it's the way you say it. Don't tell me I'm eating chips all every day. Okay, that's not, that's not how you reach people though. You're, she's trying to reach people, oh. isn't she? Don't tell me the truth. It's not. It's not saying. Head. Okay, go it's ahead. It's about the truth. Either. It's not about yeah. the truth. What? It's not about truth. So what I'm saying, like, people, hmm, you said it's not. You know, shoot. Don't shoot the messenger. Sometimes how to deliver the message. But sometimes you have to think that people communicate things differently. And some people gather things mm-hmm. in a different way. Like my my mom could tell me something, and I not receive it well. But my grandmother can frame it in a totally different way, and I get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? whether it's the tone that she delivers it in, whether it's the type of words she uses, how, you know, how she delivers that message to me. And I think that B. Simone, like looking at her fans and how she entertains and how she's, how she presents her personality, like it wasn't something that was truly off-putting. It's the people that don't follow her or don't really care for her brand of entertainment or style of communication or anything mm-hmm. like that. 
had an issue with what she was saying, but it's not a new message. Like this is a message that's, that has been floating for about 10 years. Um, pastors are, have been standing in the pulpits for years. Like you can't ask someone else to, to, to provide things for you that you are not able to provide for yourself, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to being a partner. Now we all have deficits and having a partner that is able to subsidize those things, your, your interpersonal skills or whatever. Um, you know, we all have those things that, that we do look for someone to be able to supplement. However, you're not going to sit here and tell me that I got to be physically fit and have abs and work out, you know, four or five times a week. And you don't eat a healthy diet. You don't work out in any form of way. You don't like walking. You don't, you're not interested in those things for yourself. Mm-hmm. Why are you putting, why are you putting the work on me to do things that you're not willing to do for yourself? You want me to be financially stable and and wealthy and successful, okay? Well, what are you adding to that wealth? Like, okay, are you looking like are you looking for a partner or a parent? That is the message she was. That that's what I took. Like, you looking for a partner or a parent? That's what you took, and what you said is very is true. Mm-hmm. You said it the way you said it. Okay, the way she said it. It was, it was not that. It was disrespectful. It was, it, I'm sorry. Like, why are you aggressive as hell telling me what I need to be doing? First of all, if you're trying to reach people, and in this generation, if you want to reach people, respect comes a long way. So you already telling me I need to stop. I, I, I'm huffing and puffing when I'm running up the stairs. Girl, I'm turning you off, girl. It, but this end is of the, the video. who was talking about manifesting. Huh? About manifesting what, what you want and like, Thinking, thinking hard about what you want and put things on the vision board of what you want. Sis, what if these girls, if it's it's their business as well. Yeah. So like, if you, what you, what you like is what you like. But also, I'm just not a fan of B. Simone just getting up on there and like doing a complete, like her message was also a complete 180 from what she was talking about before. Oh. She wasn't on that. Yeah, because she was, because she went from, you know, envision the man that you want and whatever, whatever, to now being like, oh, well, you can't get that. You have to do the da-da-da-da. However, I do get what you're saying, though, Derek. Like, I'm from the school of you need to be able to, whatever you want at your table, you need to be able to uh, to bring that forward yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. At right? least the appetizers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> the entree, at least bring the appetizers. No, and what she said was true. What she, what I, I, I do agree. That's why I really didn't. I wasn't offended what she said. It's just how she said it. it's like, girl, that's how you talk to your fans. Like, damn, God bless them. But you know, yeah. If you if you have like this big grocery list of people that you want, like you need to, like I said, you need to reciprocate it. And I think that's what the the message was. Um, mm-hmm. Do I think is, a lot of people because of the past that she had with that manifestation book? Where she literally like took from like different influences and made a book out of it. Ooh. I think the out the outcry came from like, we know what this bitch is doing. She's gonna spill this message, and then it's gonna be a book come out two months later talking about the list mm-hmm. and how to manifest your list and how to manifest lists for yourself and yeah. how to attract it. Because I feel like the the understand the trajectory of what manifestation means. Like it's literally about the universal law of attraction, and that's about sending out the energy that you want to come back that's going to loop back to you and manifesting that in a in a in a in a being, right? Um and so I think the outcry came from people who actually have made books like that already, who are who have made their life work to be life coaches and you know, here comes this comedian who has a beauty supply line 
And the main uh, followers. Now it's moving into this space where um, you haven't really been able to maximize the tools that you're trying to give to other people. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's another thing. It's just like you're you're a pastor over a congregation of of former alcoholics, people dealing with uh, substance abuse, dealing with um, sexual assault traumas. But when you leave the pulpit, you're drinking every day, and you're you know. Mm. I hear you know being a misogynist and like all those things. Like you can't you can't preach it and not live it. Is that that's where the disconnect mm-hmm. comes from. And um, you know she has a work cut out ahead of her. I always want to wish the best for every person, and right. I think mm-hmm. what she is trying to do is good. It's good to want to be able to encourage people to um, to seek wholeness for themselves first before trying to find that in other people or demand that out of other people. And Darren, we've had this conversation before and a doll talk before about the list last season, like maybe like episodes in like the fifties. Okay. Um, when we had, we had this very same conversation about what we want in a partner and, um, and dating mm-hmm. and, and trying to figure out what, what that dream person is and we're actually like abolishing the list. Right. I think that's something mm-hmm. I said, like, you have to get rid of the list for other people and then start it out. Yeah. Throw out the list for the other person. And yeah. then, Focus on a list that you want for yourself and then focus on attracting that mm-hmm. and seeing that in other people and what you like and what you need. Um, you should have been her day, vocal coach. <laughs> for the- yeah, I should have been her life coach. Okay. Right. <laughs> Say um, it like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. right. you know, so, you know, I get what she's trying to do. It's, she, you know, the, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. I know she intended well, um, but it's been a hell of a week for her. But the gag was, <laughs> wow, I was looking at... I was looking at the shade room, literally looking at the post about her and watching the, the other girl respond, the one that uh, is friends with the author of the book, The List. Um, she went live with Make Your List. Remember, I <laughs> see the screenshot and we watched it. And she's, 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 she's like, Santa made a list. Right. She's like, right. Santa made a list. Like, you have to make lists for your groceries. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like, it's a list, you know? So um, she's able to flip it and make it a discount for her beauty line. Like, I, I love the fact that she's enterprising, um, mm-hmm. but you know it was a great message. Maybe wrong delivery. Yeah, mm-hmm. talking about the wrong delivery. Me and Derek agreed. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> for now. Oh, not for now. Okay. <laughs> oh, for now. God. Oh well, let's move on then. <laughs> so Serena Williams, um, she lost to Naomi Osaka. <sighs> yes. And she got in the press conference and she she walked out tears. I mean, and I hate to see, you know, I was, I didn't grow up watching Serena Williams, but I always knew that she was like this, you know, she was always knew of her. Um, Just to see her not be able to do, you know, win the games that she used to when she was younger to this younger, it's, 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 it's hurt. It hurts to see that. But also some people feel like she doesn't have to do that no more. Like she's an icon. She will always be an icon, whether she win or lose, like, and I was talking to my mom about it because she knows more about, you know, she was around in that time, I guess, uh, her era of playing tennis. He said, no, it was her father, like her father instilled that she had to be like this, this champion. And she always had to win or something like that. Mm-hmm. She's a competitor. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, she is undoubtedly probably the greatest athlete in the world. Compared, Period. Compared to other athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, 
because I watched the press conference and I watched how she left the she left the court. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just because there's such this immense pressure now for her to to set this record. Like mm-hmm. we know you're the greatest athlete, but mm-hmm. to cement that, to shut the haters up, to to shut up the talking heads, she knows she has to win two more uh, Grand Slam titles so that it can be clear. Mm. She's the best tennis player that the world has seen. Um, and for her to be in this moment and in, in, in her in the midst of her comeback and to lose um, to lose uh, in this way to someone who she does she does respect and Naomi has has always said that Serena is, is one of her idols, you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah. um, and it's a great and it doesn't take anything away from from Osaka uh, Osaka's win. Um, but it was an emotional moment for her, and it's it's just like I felt like watching that clip is is almost like watching, you know, Beyonce lose a Grammy for best R and B or pop performance to uh, Namani or Ariana or you know one of the newer girls that grew up listening and looking and watching and studying um, how she performs her craft. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> But, you know, win, lose, or draw, Serena is, you know, she's walking, living, breathing history. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I don't, think, I don't think this is the end for her. But one thing that she did say, uh, somebody asked her the way that she left, putting her hand on her, her heart and waving, mm-hmm. and, which is something she does almost all, she's done all the time. <laughs> uh, like, is that your way of saying farewell? And that's when she got emotional and kind of like, is that what people think this is? Like, do people see this loss as mm-hmm. the end of Serena Williams? Is this the end of my career? Is this um, how this is going to be, you know, looked at in the canon of time? And she said, you know, if if there is going to be a farewell, I wouldn't say it. You know, mm. um, so it was it was tough to watch, and my family yeah. are, are Williams supporters, um, and, and it was tough for them too. Like my grandmother was sad. Um, because Serena lost, and I, my mom, she was probably silent for probably a day or two. She probably, she probably still just, mm, mm, mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Serena Williams. It's like watching a giant fall. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I don't see it that way. I just see like she, it's a game. She lost. Go back, recondition, and we'll see what. Yeah, the no, next nobody's time. perfect. Nobody's yeah. perfect. We all have, you know, times. I think. Because people think it's too, it's it's the end, and sometimes athletes don't want that. They don't. They want to keep on going, but you know, life is. And she, she's a competitor. Like people, yeah. like Serena's a competitor. She is. She's not done. Like yeah. she's not done yet. Like she still made it to the quarterfinals at thirty nine years old, which is unheard of by tennis standards. And she's moving like she was moving incredible on the court. Yeah, she's sick. She's sick. She's okay. still great, and she's still she's still a number ten, the tenth ranked best player in the world. Mm-hmm. Like she's she's and she was in the hardest half of the draw. So like all yeah. these things, I'm like, and she played Naomi Osaka, who's arguably still one of the best players out right now. So like, it's it sucks to see her to see her lose, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think she's. I think it's just emo- like she's also because she's such a competitor. She's emotional that she's got close and lost. Like, yeah. and she's and another thing too is like when everybody's constantly asking you to retire. Is this the end? Like, 
at some point I can only imagine that like it weighs on you, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it must, it, on top of the, all the other like ridicule that she gets just for being a black woman and for mm. being Serena Williams, like yeah. I can imagine it's all, it's, it's only natural that she would get a little emotional. Her male counterparts like, don't get conference. none of this. Don't, don't get none of this pushback. And it's none so of unfortunate. that. None of that. It, she won't retire. We we won't know of Serena Williams retiring until Wendy Williams produces her lifetime movie. <laughs> That's when we'll know. We'll know like Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> okay. You know it's a rap child. Yeah. Honey. Oh my God. Well, Lil Boozy has done it again and pissed off another group of people. Okay. The rapper got on Vlad TV, okay, and was talk and was talking about Lori Harvey. He says that he wouldn't sleep with her because of her, you know, running through the celebrity male celebrities or whatever, and that she's not like wifey material. Listen to this. Started with Trey Songs, then it went to Justin Combs, then it went to his father, <laughs> Sean Combs, Sean Diddy Combs. Then it went to Lewis Hamilton, the race car driver. Then it went to Future. Now she's with Michael B. Jordan. You skipped Boo. Wait, you're Akon, somewhere? Brother. You're somewhere in that mix? Yeah, you skipped Boo, Akon, brother. I think we need to stop giving the woman the power, you know, with, with situations like this. You know, girls keep saying it's goals, but we gotta start, this is not goals, you know what I'm saying? We gotta start giving the bachelors, the men, who running through a, a beautiful woman like this to credit, who not housing her, running through her. Cause most, you know, like Boo and, last time I went to Diddy House, him and Boo was together, you know, like they dogs. So you wouldn't marry a Lori Hart? Nah, I wouldn't. No. Well, you're not talking about I, I, I don't look for that in a woman, girls who, if a girl like that, I'm just trying to fuck her to. Okay, so. <laughs> and also like, who's checking for him? Like, and who? Why, why, why is her dating life such a, a hot topic, topic for these men? Like she, she don't want you, and like, and she's doing, and, and who she wants to date and sleep with is her business. It's her business. Like, I just don't, I don't understand the the, the problem. And it's like, do you want to talk about you getting ran through or whatever? I wish that the females that are in the industry would start sex shaming these men who are just as promiscuous or just as free with their body. If not more. Right. And I think that if it just, it, it, it reminds me of like the popular girl in school who gets her choice of who she wants um the girls hate her because mm. they can't pull the men that she that she's pulling because the boys aren't looking at them and then the boys that she wouldn't choose hate her as well because she wouldn't choose them either and for someone that looks like Lil Boosie I just think he should just be quiet yeah and considering the types of women that he has had sex with and has procreated with like you shouldn't be speaking on a Lori Harvey Lori Harvey can take care of herself. You know what I mean? And um, why do you care? Like, <laughs> why do you care? And then to attack the men, because I think he said something about Michael B. Jordan being a simp. Yeah, 
Yeah. Because he actually, like, I'm like, some, because see, a lot of these black men get so riled up when a black man chooses to love on a black woman. Like, and publicly. Yeah. Like the Russell, the Russell Wilson, um, Russell Wilson and Sierra thing. Like, Mm -hmm. why do y'all hate her being happy so much? Why do you hate him being happy with the person he chose? It's an underlying issue with you. Like, that just lets me know that your mother and father had a horrible relationship and you just want everybody else to be to operate in that same dysfunction because you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's and that's just what it is. Back I mean, with the whole thing with Lil Boozy, she, she's not wifey material. You got like eight baby mothers. And, you know, I, I hate to bring it back up, but like you had a whole sex worker do something with your child, your 12 year old child. That's not husband material. I'm sorry. It ain't. So you really don't have a you don't have a a leg in this fight, honey. You don't a you, leg to stand on a leg to stand on with this because you you sound stupid and and and, and I want to challenge the Vlad TV interviewer because you're naming all these people that she dated. Like, what is wrong with dating? She wasn't she wasn't she wasn't doing nothing right. I mean, like we don't know what we don't know. That's the thing we don't know. So it's, assuming it's that she ran, they through, only do this. They only do this to yeah. women. Yeah. They only do this to Black women. women. They only do Especially. a rundown. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. They only do the rundown of of the of the man that they've they've been with or slept with as if it's some kind of gossipy thing. But let it let it let it be a man. Mm. Let it be Meek Mill. Come on. They would never talk about, you know, who who Meek Mill has dated like that. They would never say that Meek Mill is nobody's husband material. You know what I'm saying? It's we like only it's the one important person. So, and then this whole simp conversation, we talked about this earlier, Sean, but this whole simp conversation is Mm -hmm. undertones of toxic masculinity, you know, this push to make men more like, like disrespect. Like you said, like y'all said, like, you know, a a black man loving on another black woman, like it's such a problem. It's such an issue that people are like, I've seen people on Facebook. It's not just boozy. It's people on Facebook. It's people on social media. It's a lot of men. I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like, oh my goodness, everyone's saying that she's goals. Everyone's saying that she's goals. I'm like, in your perspective, you're, these rappers, these male rappers, y'all saying that's goals too in your own cohorts. Y'all both are saying it. So at the end of the day, what she's doing, is it considered goals? I mean, if she's living her life, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a, I can't speak on nobody else. Right. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, it's just, and the, and Derek talked about this too earlier, just about the fact that, why is Michael B. Jordan called a sin? Mm. Like, what's, what's, it, it just doesn't make any sense that, like, when people choose, especially specifically Black people, when mm-hmm. Black people choose to love on each other outwardly and openly, mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's these ne- negative things, especially if it comes from, you know, if somebody chooses this, who they quote unquote call a hoe, right? Or, is dating whomever if somebody god forbid somebody chooses to love this person openly and outwardly and choose them consistently then mm. that's a problem that's, that's there's something wrong with that like it's just it's crazy how people respond to when people actually choose happiness over their own over somebody else's like right. mess you know what i'm saying like it's just it's it's crazy it don't make no sense to me Boozy's on a rampage to piss everybody off. I think he going he going to mess around and piss off his own his own comrades. His counterpart his, his, like no it, the people that follow him the people that his core followers do believe that way. And being someone mm-hmm. from Louisiana, mm-hmm. 
from South Louisiana too, like that's very prevalent, like that black male patriarchal like attitude, misogyny, the homophobia, like it's it's on brand for mm-hmm. the culture that he was raised in. So um I get it. I may not agree with it, but I get it. Um also it's like when when it comes to Lil Boosie, who is a celebrated rapper in, in, in my home state, I feel like he's becoming like a black rap rush limbaugh. Mm. Um resting well to that man who died last week. But um he should just get a podcast at this point. Y'all just give Boosie a podcast. Cause I mean the things that he says, I don't think they should be taking that face value. I don't think that we have to continue to like make university courses out of the things that he says because we've heard all these things before. They're regurgitated, you know, hotel tropes. Mm. And him and Dr. Umar should probably just host a show together. But see, even though I don't really, I don't mess with a lot of Dr. Umar's politics with things, um, he keeps it a little bit respectful. Lil Boozy is disrespectful. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and you said he should start a podcast. Good luck getting funded. Okay, because I just no platform. No, yeah, but you going okay, you can be a famous person with a podcast. You get a lot of numbers, but like ain't no distributor's gonna want to distribute you if you say the stuff that you say. He got blocked off of Instagram. So that's just that's <laughs> main reason that hey, you probably can't mm you I, I don't want to see him on no no more celebrities on no podcast. I'm tired of it. We started Honestly. this shit. <laughs> okay. Celebrities. Huh? Um, y'all's friend, Tiny Tim. Who? Who? Who that girl? Hopper, who this woman? Oh, that ain't my friend. She got a new hairstyle. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, there's a reason the ultra-wealthy have been investing in fine wine for centuries. Historically stable returns and a lack of volatility make it stand out compared to traditional assets, especially during a downturn. But now you can invest alongside with them with Vint. Vint is an SEC-qualified investment platform that offers shares of the most sought-after wines in the world. So join the thousands of investors diversifying with fine wine and spirits. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. Int.co. Yes, honey. <laughs> oh my God, I got the Homer Simpson, honey. Did he ever say why he shot Meg? <clears throat> Whoa, we just went there. <laughs> Whoa, that's I mean, it's, isn't it knowledge? We'll, isn't find, it we'll find out when they go to court and those court documents get released. We'll see what the truth is when that happens. But right now, the universe is scalping him, literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, he said he better get that gorilla glue. Right, literally. Glue like that shit. That, that shit fell right off. The epitome of being a bald headed hoe. It's just, it's crazy. And he I said it. Yeah, I said this on my story. God don't like ugly. 
Yeah. What he need to do is he need to take that money he made off that mixtape or album that he dropped and just go ahead and give money? him a man weed. Money? Just go ahead and give me a couple dollars. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, right. Because, honey, I, I, I listened to five songs and left, okay? That's more than I listened to. Ooh. Right. <laughs> no, because I wanted to see what he was, you know, the, the stuff he was talking about Meg. I'm like, what, what this nigga had to say? But, um, yeah, like, ooh, it's just, cut it off. You might as well just not have, like, why, why, why? Like, if you're not going to keep up with your fake hair, like, or your, what what, what do you got, implants? What, what What is it? The little hair growth thing? I, at, at one point, I thought he did have, I thought he had gotten implants or whatever, but. but they stay. I don't know. He maybe, I could say, he probably started using that Gorilla Glue then, because. Whatever they had wasn't working. He was using Elmer glue. And he's black. He, he I'm not to you know not to say that we got good hair, because well, we do. But um, you know, some of us. I mean, some we we have thick hair. I mean, okay, it may not be good, but we definitely have hair. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't start losing our hair until we get old. Uh, it depends on. Who, well, that's also genetic too. Um, Let me knock on wood, girl. I'm yeah, hair loss. Be, hair loss. Hair loss could be for a number of things. You can have hereditary yeah. uh, pattern baldness. Mm-hmm. Um, you could also have a really poor diet. You could have a lack. Damn, of really? Fat. Everything with the diet. You have a mm-hmm. lack. I mean, what you put in your body does show on the outside. Like uh-huh. it does. You know, that's that's why I, you know what you eat is so important. What type of vitamin intake you're 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 putting in your body, the substances you're putting in your body, how it affects the way you look. You know, what I'm saying that's why. Some of the drugs that people are out here doing, like it shows up on their face in craters. It shows up in like it, you know, I'm just saying, like that's that's part of it. What you yeah. put inside your body will mm-hmm. will show on the outside. Um, and I think right now the the ball headed hoe ratchetness that he's in is now manifesting uh, on yeah. his own. <sighs> oh my god! Shout out to his barber. Right. And he continued to be sorry employed. to that Smurf. <laughs> well, yeah. is he close to Safari? Because then he they could go to. the the same person if he yeah. wants to get it done and touched up and yeah, so far listen, plastic surgery people do it so many people so like mm-hmm. you know well, put that toupee but on whoever it. okay whoever took that picture is <laughs> shady for that they going to hell just go get $3,500 like, who the fuck took that picture get a whole new scout he can afford it. did you did you see Nori, uh, Noriega's response did you see that who oh with the uh, oh yeah mm-hmm Mm-mm. Y'all, I'm like y'all are crazy. So there's no new m- news in music, but uh, six nine said he was dropping new. He was dropping a new music video. Did we watch this? Did we see it? Are we checking for it? Who said that? He definitely. Po- I believe he posted something. I seen something on uh on that's so bold. They he said, dropped it by himself. I think so. I don't want that. Y'all didn't hear Kelly Rowland's new EP? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's what yes. they call it. He did come out with a, it's called Zaza. Oh wait, what are, okay. Mm. All right. Oh. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Honey, if Nikki ain't on it, we're not here for it. Okay. We're I. I this shit I'm look like a Zoom no call. Shade. I'm not watching this. Before. Yeah. We're not in the era of just people yell anymore. I'd rather DMX drop a new track. Then, what did y'all okay, feel about? I would listen to. What y'all feel about uh um Takashi pulling up on a uh, Meek Ramika? That was funny. 
it's like love and hip hop. Um, love and hip hop, young money is what I call it now. Not, like, love, not love and hip hop. They're money. more entertain. Like, it's more entertaining to see them mm-hmm. all interact with each other. They might as well be on the show. Might as well. Shit, I might actually watch it illegally. But anyway, um, that would be a show. <laughs> I'd watch it. Mm-hmm. I would watch it. I definitely would. Um, speaking of watching, I think it's time for us to go ahead and get our reality check. Yes, it is. So, Darren, what's going on in Atlanta? Well, I'm, the girls done, I'm done with Kenya. I'm, I, I really am. Like, and I've been a fan of hers oh, for yay. not and yay. You know, I'm so proud of you. No, because You've I don't. Been not I've been delivered. <laughs> no, I mean, but there were some instances in during her time in Housewives. Where I felt like okay, she got the bad end of the stick, but it's whatever. Um, with this season, however, I do not like how she was treating those girls at that trip. Like she literally, when they were pleading to her and telling her like, yo, we could have really brought our kids on the show. Like she completely dismissed them. Like it didn't even matter. Like she's very narcissistic. I mean, she was always narcissistic, but it was kind of cute when I, in my perspective, it was cute for me. Like it was funny. It was entertaining. But like now it's getting to a point where it's like girl like you really like and then you talk about you want them to be your village and i'm like you you you're not even respecting them to be your village like you got to respect like it it goes both ways like with kenya it's like they're centering her around to be like the the the, the leader of the pack because when they were upset that she cuz that's the one thing i didn't understand either when they were upset because she didn't want to go to the um they they had they were playing some kind of stupid drinking game Okay, and she ended up, you know, her kid was in is in the room. She was like, I'm not going downstairs or whatever. And, like, they all got mad. But I'm like. What, what, what? They're going to play what? Have, uh, never have I never ever. Never have I ever. And I'm like, what? what's going on? Like, it's like y'all don't function when Kenya's not around. That wasn't the point. They can function without her, but you're the host. You, How you inviting me okay. on a trip that you're hosting. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't have an itinerary. You, um, you're getting separate meals for yourself. You are that isolating yourself from the group. You are affording yourself um, maternal luxuries that you didn't even offer to the other group. Mm. Even in the way that you travel, like you're the host of the trip, you took a private jet or a, which looks like a crop duster, but Ooh, took a private stop. jet and let the other girls get there on a bus. Like, she was just a horrible host. Mm-hmm. And that's what they were saying. It's like, you're a horrible host. That's the first thing. The second thing is, when it comes to, like, her talking about, if y'all want to be my, you know, say we're a village and we're a sisterhood, then step up and be my village. It's like, well, you don't even mess with half the girls. First thing. And I wanted, while she was in there crying and, and, and cutting people off and, like, being very defensive and guarded and going into this whole, you know, single mother, woe is me moment, I really wish that Nene would just pop up at the end of the screen on the side <laughs> of the CIP and like, I'm a senior one though, support me, bitch. I was waiting for her to say it. Like, that's where I was waiting for her to bubble. Support me, bitch. Yeah, like, like it's like, giving very much. She's, yeah, they making her out to be like this new Nene and it's like, it's not working. Because Kenya was good as Kenya. And it doesn't work for her. And the funny thing is, Nene has been saying that the whole time. She's like Nene, like she's like Kenya wants to, Kenya wants to occupy this space, and you know, so here we are. What I feel is gonna happen is that Drew, um, 
and Latoya, their drama's gonna override all the other, like the Kenya <clears throat> being a single mom mm-hmm. and, and Mark divorcing her and stuff like that. And I think she's gonna find herself back being third, fourth ranked. Okay. Um, because, like, at this point, like, her life just isn't interesting enough now. It's just like, okay, well, you found a man, you finally found a man, you finally had a baby, you got married, you did things you wanted to do, and all of it crumbled. Probably because you're a shit. In the person. blink of an eye, and it's like that shit was fast. Like I was like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like Ew. you know, and we would we would feel sorry for you, or have some form of empathy for you if you didn't spend the first three to four seasons like antagonizing people who yeah. were going through the same thing that you were going through. You make it literally. hard for people to support you, but you know what? Literally. And now that's happening to you, you want them to be sympathetic and to be there for you and to care for you and it's just like no girl no be that be that same wicked witch you've been okay and and just eat it mm-hmm. you know? I, I, said, I said from the beginning of this season the only thing i want to see from kenya is to see her sitting down in therapy i want to see kenya <laughs> in therapy because she has some control issues and she definitely she's she's a narcissist and, and i i can't i can't i can't rock with it now you brought up Drew. I, I was talking to Sean about it earlier before we started. I think she broke the fourth wall because I remember she was talking to Portia about how like everyone is like, oh, like it seemed like it's so fake how people are arguing with each other in one scene. 30 minutes later, they're like the bestest of friends. And like when the way she said it, it was so weird because she was talking to Portia about it. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like I can't unsee it now. This has basically been the formula of Real Housewives of Atlanta since, I mean, I mean, not since the beginning, but definitely since uh, maybe season what thirteen, fourteen. Like uh, no, it's been. I mean, but that's that's on brand for them, where they'll have a group scene, or there'll be a blow up, and then you know they'll go into their quadrants, and then they'll come back and have a dinner and hash it out. But it's starting to get like loving hip hop ish, like you know, it's just the ebb and flow of reality television, like those many stories. But yeah. Drew- Specifically, it wasn't just about the girls and being in an argument one scene and being friends the next. It was specifically about Kenya. It was like when Kenya was gone, everybody had all these things to say about her not being there, participating with the group. And then the next day, it was like, you know, nobody wanted to talk about it until it was brought up. It was right. brought up. And that's when, you know, the, the overflow discussion. I think Candy in her confessional was like, you know, I just choose to not dwell in the negativity we're we're on a vacation you know what i mean you don't mm-hmm. want to spend your whole vacation angry or in a negative space with the people you're there with so trying to make the best of it that means that you know what this fucked up shit happened yesterday you were wrong i told candy told her one-on-one like you were being an asshole yeah. <laughs> like, you're being an asshole and but once we have that moment like i'm over it and we can move into something else some of the other girls don't really care enough to have those one on ones with Ken- with Kenya like okay, that. Like yeah. Portia was just like, okay, You're like, I was I was Portia when Portia was on her phone and Kenya was like, I'll just wait until I get the all the attention. It was like you don't need my attention. I was I, so I, happy, I, but I was like, yep, okay. The people exactly that want to listen to you are listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Portia gives Kenya nothing. She and I and I just nothing. love it because she used to you know go back and they used to go back and forth like. <laughs> Them two went back and forth back in the day, honey. Okay. Tom and Jerry. Yeah, Tom. You but, said Tom um, and Jerry. <laughs> Who Tom? Tom and Jerry. 
So right now, even though we haven't got through half the season yet, and I'm I'm ready for the reunion. Just yeah. to see how they're gonna draft her. Yeah, Kenya needs uh, to get drugged. Unfortunately, not physically. I hope nobody. You know, yeah, we don't we don't promote me. violence here. We definitely do not promote violence. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess now that we're closer to uh, Strippergate, the 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 ratings will go up because they have. Yeah, been- and you seen the piece reportedly on Instagram? They posted that whole fucking snippet on there. I'm like, um. If I watch this, I'm not gonna watch the show. Like, how y'all? And I know they get the 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 content from the show from Bravo. Like, they're not just a teaser. It's a super teaser. It's supposed to. That's a mega teaser. (laughs) Well, I mean, you got a couple behind the scenes and security footage, but we still didn't get to the point where who was that screaming in that room? That shit should have been. That shit should count as ratings. (laughs) And I made a comment on there. I was like, y'all. And y'all wonder why the ratings are so low. And I got all these comments like, oh, shut up, Nene fan. Like, okay, whatever. I guess I'm a Nene fan because I said that. <laughs> yeah, like there was people coming. I was like, all right, well, well, look, shoot, if there ain't no show to talk about, then what then what you gonna do? Ain't gonna be no, no more Peachley reported. <laughs> okay. So yeah. Good luck to Atlanta. Yeah, honey. Coming to come back. I'm ready for Mary to Mary uh to Madison. I need Come to back. It. I'm ready for that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I want to see what it's going to give. Now that you see, uh, you've been watching the Salt Lake City reunion? No, I've, I've, actually, I've been trying to binge it for the past couple of days. <laughs> Those women are a lot. I tell you, they're crazy. They're a lot. Crazy. Mm-hmm. You hear me? Especially Jen. Jen is a mess. Jen. Oh. <laughs> I literally was watching episode three. I was like, oh, okay, so she's the villain. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always one. I see you, Nicole. (laughs) That's what she looks like to me. She reminds me of, uh, what's that, the girl from um, Pussy Pussy Cat Dolls? Nicole Scherzinger. Mm -hmm. That's what she gives. She gives a drag version of Nicole Scherzinger. Mm -hmm. Not drag. I haven't seen the reunion yet. What happened? Well, honey, you were supposed you cover Salt Lake City. I cover Real Housewives of Atlanta in Jersey. Well, I ain't seen it yet. We'll talk next week. Okay. I think, I think the second part came out this weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm gonna probably catch up over the next couple of days this weekend while I'm snowed in. I've been watching uh Housewives of New Jersey. Interesting. Okay, they just came back. They just came back. Oh, is that back on? Yeah, it's back on. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Teresa and Good. all them. Teresa already start, already starting shit. She already saying somebody. Yes. She already saying that other. I forgot her name, Diane or something, whatever. Her husband over here cheating around at the gym. I'm like, child, we start episode oh. one with the drama. Baby, when she when she said, "That's like me hearing that your daughter is snorting coke in the bathroom," I was just like, "Ooh." They get real ghetto. Like, oh my God. <laughs> because I feel like aren't they all like family too at this point? I feel like I mean, Jersey yeah. is just all family and cousins in them. I think that Teresa and um, what's the other girl's name? Melissa. They're like Melissa, sister in law. Uh, yeah, the sister in laws, right? Then yeah. there's then there's um Margaret. There's the other girl. I don't know her name. Dolores. I love me some Dolores. I, she is cool. Um, I like her lot. I've, I've caught her lives a couple of times. Child, her son. Oh, let me stop. Her son would. Drop Ooh. it in the chat. Come on. <laughs> her son, girl. <laughs> child. He was on the first episode. I was like, ooh. Okay. 
Yes. Yo, some of these housewives we have acute as grown adult sons. <laughs> Shit, remember? Like she, yeah, I was just about to. Mm-hmm. Child. She was like, don't look at my son. I'm like, look, girl. Look, look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you put it on camera, you're going to see. Okay. <laughs> I don't Another think I've thing, seen in him yet. This is, this is uh, I guess, out of the Bravo universe, but uh, the Bad Girls Club or some kind of different show that's centered around like the Bad Girls Club is going to be on Zeus. Uh, Tanisha, something like most of the cast from Bad Girls Club is going to be there. Tanisha, um, Natalie, Sydney oh, yeah. Star from uh, Love and Hip Hop is going to be on there, and you know, just some other people as well. Did you hear about this? No, I haven't heard about what's what's the concept, huh? Well, it's called it's something about the baddies on vacation, I think that's what it's called. And it's like they're going to be put into a mansion, uh, and it's going to be some drama, it's going to be like Bad Girls Club essentially, but they're not calling it that. So, got it. I mean, I looked at some of the clips because my, my best friend is a diehard Bad Girls Club fan, so she was just like sending me like, "Oh my god, like, uh, um, mm. this is going to be very different because they're going to have Sydney Star on here, which is, yeah, already, you know, a lot of conversations about that. Why? What's 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 the tea with Sydney Star? Well, you know, Sydney, um, this will be. I mean, the first time we get something like a Bad Girls Club with a transgender cast member. And people are oh, like, right, right, right. How is she going to interact with the other girls? I mean, I'm not saying this. I'm just saying what, what I've seen in the comments and stuff oh, like that. Huh? Bad girl. And I'm Does like, she? y'all don't even need to be worried about Sydney Star getting into it. Like, she don't even fight. Like, she probably she just, does, like she really doesn't. She I feel like she runs that mouth. She runs that mouth. She she's one of those. <laughs> she will definitely run that mouth for sure. Yeah. Well, we can close, I think, on a good note. Okay. I don't know if you guys were watching the headlines this week, um, but Lauren Hill became the first female rapper uh, to Diamond album. Period. Lauren Hill has sold uh, 10 million copies. Damn. And so she was being celebrated this um, celebrated this week. And um, one thing I always like about this album is that it kind of became like a, I won't say it was not the, I mean, it's not the pink print, but it definitely became like a blueprint for female R&B um, hip hop albums. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, for her to be late for everything, I feel like this this was on time for her. <laughs> and I hope I hope that uh, I hope she don't have to sell that diamond album plaque to pay her taxes. <laughs> okay. Oh my. And on that note. <laughs> Why? Yo, why is she like this? You know he gotta, he gotta, he gotta put, he gotta put in that. You gotta joke. get one in. You, you know? gotta get one gotta in. Just put one in. Oh my god! <laughs> no, love, yeah. love to Lauren. Mm, yes, yes, yes. She's the blueprint. Amazing, amazing achievement. She is definitely the blueprint. Um, and what an amazing album that was yeah. too. I wish she would have did more though. You know? what? I wish she would have did more, like more, more music. She kind of like she, did. she released another album after that. She had another one after that, didn't she? How many like albums that? did she have? Uh, she, it wasn't she a lot. Unplugged thing afterward, I think, too. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. And she really great. A lot great, for, that. great for the time that it was. That it was. I feel like everything has its season. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
mm-hmm. she had a good season. It's good to see that her album is still being celebrated and that it. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, yeah. So it's it's a it's it's a testament to the to the artistry and when you really put your soul into your music and to what you love, like you can eat off of it forever if it's mm-hmm. something that's real and authentic. Um, which is gonna which sets rappers and not just the rappers but artists like Lauren Hill um, and the Michael Jacksons and, and the Beyonces and the Whitney's apart from some of these artists that we have now that can drop a single. That'll go number one, and then they disappear for ten years. We never hear from them again. Um, because, right? Real shit. Music, talk about it. Real quality music that you can go back to and you can relate to. And I find myself now that I'm getting older, like I literally go back and listen to the, the music that I remember my mom listening to mm. when we were cleaning up the house on Saturdays. Listen to the old Mary J. Blige and Tony Braxton. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like this was a nice beat when I was a kid, but. I really feel this shit now. You know what I mean? Like I've experienced what love feels like. I've experienced what heartbreak feels like. You know, I've experienced, you know, being on a journey of enlightenment where I can see the world in a different space as a black person. And like being able to relate to albums like uh, Miss Education, Lauren Hill. I think that's something that are, that makes it exciting for little black kids to know. And then in the future, they can go back in our history and go back in our archives and find something that they can relate to day and in the future so for real seriously honestly and sincerely like i'm very proud it's a proud moment for for that to be enough that lauren uh, her album is still selling mm-hmm. and making an impact still to this day with all the other noise that's that we're being mm-hmm. you know uh, mm-hmm. well all right well so, all yeah. right happy black history month happy yeah okay. so we're, st- we're still here okay you know that <laughs> Thank you so much, Sean, for joining us. Oh, my goodness. This is a great episode. Where can they find you? They can find me on on Instagram at Sean Anthony Bryant. They can also find me on Twitter at Who You Love Sean. Um, and, you know, I'm always around working and doing some other stuff. So don't be afraid. Slide in the DM. Say what's up. And uh, I'll be sure to respond. Okay. Well, his information will be in the description once I have this podcast posted. Come back. Don't be a stranger. Thank oh, you. absolutely. I love to come back. Thank you guys for having me. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for listening, listeners. Until next time, I am your host, Darren Green. I'm Prince Derek Dahl. And this is the Darren Green Show signing out. If you like what you heard, please don't hesitate to hit that subscribe button and give us a five star rating. As always, enjoy the convo. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co.